I'm Joshua Patterson, and this is the Service Please Snack. For me, which is really quite an interesting point is, you know, I was sort of saying to you a little bit before, I was raised by my mum, so I've always had just this powerful female figure in my life and always thought that that's how the world operated. But then, you know, as you get a little bit more experience and especially working within hospitality, you realise that it's quite a male-driven experience. And then also, I don't have a tech background, but from my understanding, it's also like, you know, the tech bro kind of vibe and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm quite intrigued to know, how do you feel that for you, since you've entered it, is there a different approach? Do you, yeah, I'd be really intrigued to know how to navigate that space as a female, really. I feel like I should be a PR trained to answer this better, but um, I'm a pretty honest person. I think, I think there's so much more to go. Like, I think, I know most of the female founders I know, and that's very few, are in fashion. I haven't met one person in, I met one girl way back actually in tech, but other than that, no. Most of, all of my investors bar one are male, and I have like 50. So it's a very, very male-dominated space, and I think the one thing I've seen is I have some, I have some amazing investors who, where, where, when they talk, I'm like, this is where the world needs to go. So uh, Lord Wahid Ali is a, is the, was the former chairman of ASOS, an investor of mine, and he invests in companies with 50% of the board has to be female, 50% of the teams have to be female, and he champions diversity so strongly that I'm like, we need more people like you. So I don't think it's like we just shouldn't have male investors, but I think it's an opening and an understanding of those investors to be really aware of the problem. Um, and I have sat in boardrooms, like I, I think every woman probably has their own Me Too stories, but like, you know, I've sat in boardrooms where it's all guys and it you feel a bit, not intimidated, uncomfortable. I think it's very much an older generational thing. So I think the problem with being a founder in this age is you're still most of your investors are going to be the generation above. I think the next generation below us will have a much better time because I think our generation is so aware and you can see all of the changes via the Gen Z demographic and generation, but I think we're kind of stuck in the middle between a very old generation who don't get it and a very young generation who do, trying to be the leaders for that next generation, but actually stuck under the people who don't get it. That's how I feel constantly, I think. Um, which is why I'm also so kind of adamant as much as sometimes like things like this might make me uncomfortable I'm like I need to portray that for the next generation to other young women to be like it is completely possible to do it and I'm a rare person that does it it's why like the phrases girl boss really like cringe me out then I also get why people say it because I'm like it's quite rare when do you ever hear a guy turn to another guy and be like oh, you're such a male boss but I'm like that just shows the like disparity and how little how, how fewer women there are who get like the fact that that's a term so yeah in answer to that question I I think there's major major changes to be done I don't think it's solved at all but there are some great people in it so yeah and one of the biggest things is that generational divide and it's sort of like you know we are sort of that last generation as well that had the non-full digital life of like yeah. your phone everything like that and actually have quite good communicative yeah. skills basically person to person when you yeah. meet someone like we've met for the first time here we are having a great conversation I would like yeah. to think and then basically yeah. you know you have other people when you, you look at the Gen Z's when they actually have you they would consider their very best friend in which they know more than anything is someone that they've only ever met online and things like that so it's a really fascinating kind of thing um, but the main thing in which I was thinking when you were saying that is, yeah. you know, even when you're talking about the growth of wanting to be on, being on camera and all of those kind of things, it's like, you ha 
you have to show people that you crawl so that they can walk. You know what I mean? You have to take them on that journey and basically, like you said, put yourself into uncomfortable situations and actually so that the other people won't have to hopefully be in those same predicaments. I hope so. I think, yeah, I mean, I hope then the next round we have more female investors. It's, it's just hard to find. Like, it's not like you sit there not trying to find it. I'm just like... I think also because most women, I would say, in this generation is still trying to make it for themselves. It's quite hard to be that collaborative because everyone's kind of fighting to still do it. Mm. Whereas I'm, I think the next generation, I just think it's going to be so different that it'll be really interesting. Like I had a chat with the family office the other day who were looking at one zone and they brought in a load of Gen Z employees to find businesses for them to invest in because they just don't have that connection anymore. They don't get it. So the interesting conversation came about with men's skincare and I think the older guys in the family office were like, why would we invest in this? No guys, like, look after their skin. It's embarrassing and cringe. Like, you're a guy. And I was like, that is so out of date. And that this Gen Z guy was on the phone to me saying, all of my friends and I use male skincare. Like, we have regimes, we moisturise, and it, it's not cringe, it's not embarrassing, it's a part of our lifestyle, and that just shows how much has changed and how little everyone is in touch generationally. I hope you enjoyed this Service Please snack from the full meal. I have a final favour if you wouldn't mind helping me out. Could you interact with this channel in any way which feels best for you? That could either be by subscribing, liking, or even commenting an idea for future episodes and topics you'd like to hear spoken about. This will help amplify the voice of the hospitality and wider food industry, enabling more people to understand the innovations and daily struggles of one of the most dynamic sectors, and of course, the tastiest. I'm Joshua Patterson, and that was Service Please.